Philosophical conversation or trying to understand the nature of the universe can lead to intriguing revelations or paradoxes. At first glance, it might make sense, but in the end, it can contradict itself or imply the impossible, and trying to understand it can really make your head hurt. If you're job searching, you're familiar with the term experience needed. The frustrating nature of trying to get ahead in life, but being denied an opportunity because you haven't yet succeeded is a paradox many know all too well. A catch-22 is when a person cannot make gains because of a contradictory rule. The phrase was coined in 1961 by author Joseph Heller in his book Catch-22. The protagonist of the novel, John Yasarian, attempts to prove he is incapable of duty by way of insanity. If successful, he can avoid flying in dangerous missions. However, the psychiatrist explains to John the Catch-22. Any pilot trying to escape duty cannot be insane because avoiding combat is smart. Thus, the pilot is sane enough to go on the mission. This prevents any pilots from using insanity as a reason to skip their next mission. Popular culture adopted the phrase to describe a no-win scenario. The novel was also adapted into a 1970 movie starring Alan Arkin as John Yasarian. The film was not particularly successful, but showcases the frustration that John and his fellow pilots endured during wartime. In the 21st century, we place heavy value in the material. Cell phones, televisions, video games, and fancy cars, mostly expensive items. Whereas the things we cannot live without, food, water, and oxygen, are for the most part very cheap. The paradox of value states that while a commodity like water is essential to our survival, diamonds are more expensive. Scottish economist Adam Smith has tried to explain this contradiction in his book, Wealth of Nations. He says there are two meanings to the word value, value of use and value in exchange. Items that have the highest value in use, like water, have very little value in exchange. On the other hand, items that have high value in exchange are low in value of use, like diamonds. Smith also believes that the trouble it takes to acquire something is directly related to its value. Then there's the explanation of diminishing marginal utility. Imagine a farmer who has five bags of grain. The first bag is used to make bread to eat so he can survive. The second bag makes more bread so he can maintain his health. The third bag is used to feed the animals on the farm. The fourth is to make whiskey, and the fifth is to feed pigeons. The value of the last bag is lower than that of the first bag, which is worth his survival. The more bags he has, the less value it appears to have. To go back to our original paradox of diamonds and water, the more water we consume, the less we place value in its consumption. But in the case of being stranded in the desert, would you trade a diamond for a glass of water? That answer just may be yes. There have been countless debates for centuries about the existence of gods. Whether you believe in one or many gods, these divine beings usually have the gift of omnipotence, unlimited or very great power. 
The omnipotence paradox is a challenge to this concept. Putting aside the question of whether gods exist, assume there is one watching overhead. This being possesses unlimited power. Could they create a stone so heavy that even they could not lift it? If yes, their strength is limited. If not, then there is a limit to their power to create. Either answer challenges this being's omnipotence. One of the counter-arguments to this paradox is that an all-powerful being created everything, including laws of logic, so they must follow their own laws that define their existence by not creating the stone at all. We may never have an answer to the omnipotence paradox unless we discover the truth about the existence of a god. But some argue that human logic cannot be applied to a god's logic, and that a god's power is so limitless that he could make a paradox make sense, and that humans trying to decode a god's ability or intelligence is like a fly pondering human thought. It just doesn't seem to go that well for the fly. The concept of time travel makes us ponder the consequences of our actions. Going back in time, the possibilities for change are limitless. So what happens if you eliminate one of your ancestors by mistake? The grandfather paradox poses this question. If, for example, you traveled to the past and eliminated your paternal grandfather, there would be immediate consequences. Your father would never exist and neither would you. But if you did that, then you wouldn't exist to kill your grandfather, so would you still exist after all? California State University professor Bradley Dowden made the argument that generating a contradiction like this means that time travel itself is not possible. World-famous astrophysicist Carl Sagan proposed the idea that nature and time have a consciousness that prevents these kinds of disturbances from happening. But erasing yourself from existence could have even worse consequences. According to the butterfly effect theory, even the smallest actions can have significant effects, and you may unknowingly set the future on a collision course for disaster. There are many visual paradoxes that will leave you questioning reality. Two-dimensional figures that can imitate projections of three-dimensional images. The most well-known of these is the Impossible Staircase, or the Penrose Steps. Created by Lionel and Roger Penrose, the Impossible Stairs consist of four sets of stairs, each of which move upwards and are connected together. If you try to ascend these stairs, you end up back at your starting point. The same goes for descending the steps. This unique design was also featured in a 1960 M.C. Escher lithograph print titled Ascending and Descending, which depicts two identical lines of men going up and down the never-ending staircase. Escher's print could be considered a commentary on our everyday lives, as both sets of men continue to perform the same task over and over again, to no purpose. The stairs have been featured in popular movies, including the film Inception, where the steps are used in dreams by the architect to keep opposing forces away from the rest of the team. You may someday dream of these steps on your own, but it's probably best to just stay away. The great minds of Greek history influence mathematics, science, philosophy, and even our tales of morality. 
One of the most interesting thought experiments, however, is the ship of Theseus. According to the Greek historian Plutarch, Theseus returned from the island of Crete on a wooden ship that was preserved for years as a symbol of the hero's triumph. As time passed, the ship's original wooden planks began to rot, so to preserve the ship, each bad panel was replaced by a new one, until the entire ship was composed of newer panels. But does the refurbished ship still count as the ship of Theseus? Philosopher Thomas Hobbes wondered if the old pieces of the ship were used to recreate the original ship, which vessel would be the real ship of Theseus? At what point does the ship with replaced boards become a replica, if ever? On one hand, a refurbished vessel remains the ship of Theseus as its original intention, look, and function are still intact. If both ships were still able to make the journey to and from Crete, are they the same ship? Time may also play a role in understanding this paradox, as both ships were not constructed at the same time. Thus, only one of them can be the original ship. Whether you believe both are the same ship or that it doesn't matter, this paradox still gives your mind a bit of a twist. Imagine a scenario where a close loved one is kidnapped. The kidnapper leaves a note saying they will return your loved one only if you correctly guess what the kidnapper will do to them. The kidnapper cannot lie whether you guess correctly or not. What happens if you guessed that they would not return the loved one? The liar's paradox is an interesting concept. If the liar is actually lying, then they are telling the truth, which means they are also lying. The kidnapper cannot keep his word and return the loved one if the intent all along was not to return the loved one. Also known as the Pinocchio Paradox, the simplest solution is to reject the idea that every statement is either true or false. The founder of Temporal Logic, Arthur Norman Pryor, asserted that the liar's paradox is not paradoxical at all. He believes there is no difference between saying a sentence is true and saying a sentence is both true and false. Whether you agree with the solution or not, the scenario presents a dilemma. What would you do to save your loved one? And in the end, would it actually save them? The Legend of Zelda video game series has remained popular across four decades. One of the games, The Ocarina of Time, gives the main protagonist, Link, the ability to travel into the future to save the land of Hyrule. During the game, you are a part of a paradox known as a casual loop, which is when one event is the cause of a second event that in turn causes the first event to take place. In the Ocarina of Time, an organ grinder named Guru Guru plays the same loop of music over and over. Later in the game, when Link travels to the future, the man is furious at the sight of Link's instrument, the ocarina. The man tells Link that in the past, a young boy played a song on his ocarina that caused his windmill to spin out of control and drain the town's well. The man teaches the Song of Storms to Link, who then returns to the past and plays the song for the man again, thus draining the well. So which event came first, and where did the song originate from? This loop has been subject to plenty of fan speculation, and the song's origins aren't revealed until a later sequel, Majora's Mask, after the events in Ocarina of Time have already unfolded. The most ridiculous of circumstances can allow us to challenge what we know about science and push forward to discovery at the cost of others. 
Schrodinger's cat is one of the most popular paradoxes discussed among scholars. Completed in 1935 by Austrian physicist Erwin Schrodinger, an oversimplification of the thought experiment explains a scenario that involves a cat sealed inside a box with a radioactive source and a vial of poison. If a Geiger counter detects radioactivity, the vial releases its poison and ends the cat's life. According to the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics, the cat is both dead and alive at the same time. Once the box opens, the observer will see the cat as either alive and confused or dead. The question is, at what point is the cat one or the other? Scientist Hugh Everett hypothesized the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Once the box is opened by the observer, their state becomes connected to the cat's condition. Even today, the question continues to help scientists understand the nature of observation. One thing is for sure, don't try this at home. The popular TV series The X-Files explored the possibility of alien abductions in our modern world. This brings us to our next paradox. The Fermi Paradox is a contradiction that there exists a lack of evidence, but a high probability. According to Italian physicist Enrico Fermi, there are four main points to his argument that aliens are already here on Earth. They are fairly straightforward. 1. There are tens of billions of stars in the universe that are the same as the Sun. Plenty are even older than our Sun. 2. It is likely that many of these stars have planets that exist in a habitable zone, like Earth, and they could have formed intelligent life. 3. This intelligent life may be able to produce interstellar travel. 4. Even if interstellar travel is relatively slow to the speed of light, our galaxy is about 100,000 light years long. Fermi suggests not only that there is extraterrestrial life, but that they have already visited Earth at some point. Which begs the question, where is everybody? There are several factors as to why there is no concrete evidence of alien life. It's possible humanity is the most advanced species in the universe, despite other regions of space existing for much longer. Or extraterrestrials have already been here but left no traces. Or the remnants have yet to be discovered. Advanced life may have existed here before, but destroyed itself through technological warfare. Maybe intelligent life is too far away to travel this distance and survive. After witnessing the terrible crimes against our own kind, aliens may not want to communicate with humans, or they may just be waiting for the right moment to strike. Either way, humanity cannot answer the question of where is everybody yet, as Arthur C. Clarke once said that two possibilities exist, either we are alone in the universe or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. The mind is perhaps humanity's most powerful tool. With our collective brain power, we've built extraordinary engines of war, constructed breathtaking structures, and explored beyond our very own planet. There is no limit to what the human mind is capable of accomplishing in the right circumstances. And some people take that fact to an entirely new level. Renaissance Man 
A list of the world's most powerful minds cannot be completed without the presence of Leonardo da Vinci. Call it a cliché, but da Vinci was the true Renaissance man of his age and remains one of the most popular historical figures to be associated with intelligence. A man of limitless curiosity, da Vinci's expertise included anatomy, literature, painting, invention, science, music, astronomy, writing, cartography, mathematics, paleontology, history, and engineering. With such a diverse list of interests, there's plenty to defend the position of da Vinci on this list. From the moment that he came into prominence to this very day, pop culture has remained obsessed with the depth of his genius. Much of his written research was in mirror image cursive to guard against idea theft. There are pages of images that focus on anatomy, such as his study of life in the womb or the famous Vitruvian Man. With no formal education in mathematics or Latin, he taught himself the language while studying the nature of the human body. His sketches of the human body from appendages to the human brain are excellent examples of Renaissance biology. His designs for flying machines, wings, musical instruments, a mechanical knight that was a precursor to robotics, steam cannons, bridges, and hydraulic pumps demonstrate a fascination with innovation. While many of these inventions never came to pass in his own time, his influence over the centuries saw these devices built and refined, all thanks to his mind. His artwork could cover a second entry on this list alone, that is, the power and depth of the extraordinary mind of Leonardo da Vinci. One can only imagine what he could be capable of inventing in the 21st century, but we might be better off not knowing. If memory serves me. The human brain is capable of amazing feats. While men like Leonardo da Vinci are innovators, people like our next subject possess abilities that seem almost superhuman. An eidetic memory is the ability to recall images from memory with limited exposure without mnemonic devices. This means they are able to recreate images seen for a very short period of time. This description is not enough to describe the unbelievable mind power of Stephen Wiltshire. Born in London, England in 1974 as the son of Caribbean immigrants, Wiltshire was diagnosed as autistic when he was three years old. Two years later, he began drawing automobiles and graduated to famous landmarks in London. His abilities evolved rapidly while he slowly grew out of a muteness that began in childhood. By age nine, he was finally able to speak fully. Wiltshire's ability is much stronger than just eidetic memory. He also has an element of creativity to his work. As an adult, he can draw entire cities based on one helicopter ride overhead. In 2009, he produced a 33-foot-long panoramic drawing of Tokyo from memory alone. He continued with other major world cities like Rome, Hong Kong, Madrid, Jerusalem, and London. After a 20-minute ride over New York City, he produced an 18-foot memory drawing of New York City. 
He took a second crack at the Big Apple in 2011 and completed his masterpiece, a 250-foot-long panorama that now resides at JFK International Airport. Wiltshire has turned his gift into a career of celebrity appearances and is also a member of the Order of the British Empire. He's still in his early 40s with plenty of time to make more complex and extraordinary artwork, thanks to his incredibly powerful mind. Rain Man Brilliant minds can come from anywhere. Sometimes they can come at a cost. People with amazing brain power can occasionally struggle with certain elements of social interaction. This in no way detracts from their abilities, but it does go to show that these individuals can face their own challenges. Rarely we see this side of a super genius's story, unless it is depicted in film or documentaries. For Kim Peek, his life became center stage when he inspired an Academy Award-winning film. Born in Salt Lake City, Utah on November 11, 1951, Peek was born with macrocephaly meaning an abnormally large head. He also had damage to his cerebellum and a lack of nerves connecting the two hemispheres of his brain. Before he was two years old, Kim began to develop the ability to memorize books and read at a surprisingly quick pace. As an adult, he was able to recall the contents of over 12,000 books with remarkable accuracy. Schoolwork became incredibly easy, finishing the high school curriculum at age 14. He worked as a payroll clerk at age 18, organizing pay for over 160 people. He was eventually replaced by a computer and two accountants, but he held that position for a decade, while only taking a few hours without a calculator to finish his work. His IQ only registered as below average at 87 on IQ tests, and he struggled with motor skills, but there was nothing average about Kim's incredibly gifted mind. In 1984, he was approached by screenwriter Barry Morrow, who was interested in making a movie about Kim's abilities. The result was the 1988 smash hit Rain Man which won four Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Writing of an Original Screenplay, and Best Actor in a Leading Role for Dustin Hoffman. This launched Kim into fame as a mega-savant. Thanks to this feel-good film, Kim Peek will be remembered as more than just a brilliant mind, but also as a person who struggled, yet persevered all the same. Legacy of Innovation Despite the best efforts of his rivals, historical fact prevented the burial of Nikola Tesla. The rivalry between Edison and Tesla is the stuff of legends, but the incredible mind of Tesla would not be denied its place in history. Today, his name graces the title for the world's most prominent electric automaker. A man of over 300 patents, his work helped to push science into the 20th century. One may think that this bold claim is a gross exaggeration of Tesla's accomplishments, but that would be untrue. This inventor, engineer, and physicist was a futurist and helped to design our modern-day alternating current electric supply system. If you've heard of an AC adapter for any electricity-run appliance, you can thank Tesla for his work. 
The Tesla coil was invented by him in 1891 and was meant to produce high voltage and frequency alternating current electricity. The circuits went on to be used in experiments for lighting, phosphorescence, electrotherapy, and later attempts at wireless telegraphy over 30 years later. He attempted to build mechanical generators, electrical discharge tubes, and a primitive form of x-ray. He was well known for his work in Colorado Springs on wireless lighting and electric power distribution. Even when he ran out of money, Tesla continued to push for innovation despite developing a reputation as a mad scientist. Sadly, he died alone in New York on January 7, 1943. Two days later, the FBI seized many of his belongings for the purpose of analyzing any hazardous or dangerous applications of his inventions. Nikola Tesla even predicted the invention of the smartphone nearly 100 years ago. He was quoted saying, When wireless is perfectly applied, the whole earth will be converted into a huge brain, which in fact it is all things being particles of a real and rhythmic whole. We shall be able to communicate with one another instantly, irrespective of distance. Not only this, but through television and telephony, we shall see and hear one another as perfectly as though we were face to face, despite intervening distances of thousands of miles. And the instruments through which we shall be able to do this will be amazingly simple compared with our present telephone. A man will be able to carry one in his vest pocket. His Wardenclyffe power plant prototype was his attempt at creating a world wireless form of telecommunications over 100 years before cell phones and wireless internet became an everyday item for billions of people worldwide. Powerful Polymath a polymath is an individual who is an expert in more than one field of science or mathematics. You've already encountered a polymath on our list today in the form of da Vinci. Men who have cross-disciplinary expertise are uncommon, but when they get together, they can do extraordinary, but sometimes rather dangerous things. John von Neumann was the world's greatest polymath you probably never heard about. But you may very well be familiar with Robert Oppenheimer, the man credited with the creation of the atomic bomb during the Manhattan Project. Von Neumann was another scientist who contributed to the scientific breakthroughs of the project. Born in Budapest on December 28, 1903, von Neumann's legacy of interdisciplinary prowess would take several episodes to unpack. To keep things short, he was a major force in the 20th century in the fields of mathematics, physics, economics, computing, statistics, and was the leader in developing the operator theory in quantum physics. Von Neumann had the ability to perform complex mathematical operations in his mind so fast that other mathematicians were flabbergasted. His biggest contribution was no doubt his work on the atomic bomb. A brilliant mind, von Neumann was one of five scientists and military personnel charged with selecting the target of the first atomic bombs. Von Neumann believed Kyoto, a prominent city of culture in Japan, should be the target. Despite support from Manhattan Project leader General Leslie Groves, Kyoto was spared in favor of Hiroshima. 
After the bombs had been dropped and Oppenheimer remarked that the team had known sin, von Neumann responded with, Sometimes someone confesses a sin in order to take credit for it. Von Neumann continued to contribute to nuclear studies, eventually developing the strategy of mutual assured destruction and pushing to develop intercontinental ballistic missiles to combat the USSR during the Cold War. He believed that if humanity would survive, it would be because his adopted homeland of the United States would overcome fascism and Soviet communism. In 1950, he was quoted as saying, If you say, why not bomb the Soviets tomorrow, I say, why not today? If you say today at 5 o'clock, I say, why not 1 o'clock? These comments may paint the image of a bloodthirsty man, but von Neumann was a scientist dedicated to progress in the name of his country. He was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1956 by President Eisenhower. His legacy should be remembered alongside Oppenheimer as one of the world's most powerful minds in human history. That's all for now. Remember, you may not believe it, but anything is possible in a world so seriously strange. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Seriously Strange podcast so you don't miss what we've got in store for you. Watch the shadows and stay alive out there. Thanks to all of you for your support. The Seriously Strange podcast is made possible due in part to contributions made by our listeners like you. So if you would like to keep the Seriously Strange podcast online and accessible, please consider pressing the link that says support the show in the description of any podcast episode. You can then choose your preferred way to donate and send a contribution our way because we can't do this without our listeners' support. If you decide to contribute, it's tremendously appreciated and we thank you so much. We read every single message included with each contribution, so feel free to include your comments or even make a request for a future topic. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot more in store for you. Take care and enjoy your next episode.